We dive into Brandon Miller's first start of his NBA career and then discuss a little more about Terry Rozier's absence and how it affected the Hornets. All today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, And that includes YouTube. There you can see not only Doug Branson, who's with me every day on everyhornetsboxscore.com, as well as where you can check out his Substack. You also see David Walker. And this time, it's just his Twitter handle. My question is, Doug, is it time? Have we run out of sneaker nicknames or did we just forget to do anything with David's nickname? No, no, I didn't forget Um, dealing with a little bit of allergies. Uh, I have a baby Uh, stomach was feeling a little ick. You know, I'm not really treating my body like a temple right now. It's all the Halloween candy. (laughs) I've got so much left over. This is, I live in a part of Nashville that is a Halloween hotspot and I Mm. ran out of candy too early last year. And there were a lot of little disappointed kids walking by the house. Uh, Many of them cried. And so I I vowed this year to have enough candy, and I went overboard. And now I feel a responsibility to eat all of the candy. There is also another problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like we've mixed the chocolate candy and the fruit candy. And if if those two things sit in a bowl together, even though they're wrapped, this is crazy to me. I don't know how all of this works. I'm not a scientist. But if you put chocolate candy and fruit candy, like like Jolly Ranchers or Warheads or Starburst, if you throw all those together in a bowl for long enough, the chocolate starts to take on a fruit flavor. So all that to say, I'm in a bad way, and I skipped uh, the name today. I forgive you. Uh, I don't know if the kids will, but or your neighborhood, <laughs> but I, I forgive you this time, Doug. You could put that on the. You could put it back on the porch, buddy. I mean, you know, for your delivery people. Uh, maybe some kids still walk by on the way to school or something, you know? No, because it won't go to the delivery people. I live too close to the city, so it will go to a a team of vermin. I don't want to, I can't, I can't attract (laughs) the vermin. Oh yeah. If you leave that out, squirrels are going to get it for sure. And they're going to thank you. I don't know what they like with the fruit flavored chocolate candy. I'm not sure, but I absolutely, I think the squirrels are going to get to that. Anyways, this episode, it's brought to you by somebody that we didn't get to because of that long explanation from Doug on fruit-infused chocolate. I did. I did ask. I, that is true. I did. I, I also need to ask about FanDuel. I need to tell you about FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right. So yesterday, that was more of a LaMelo ball convo. After the weekend, defensive possession at the end, locking up Tyrese Halliburton, crazy fourth quarter against Dallas. We needed to talk about the guy that got off to a very slow start. Hopefully that does not continue after the fourth quarter and what we saw Saturday and Sunday. Let's go to the other storyline, at least at the beginning of this season with Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller had his worst shooting performance against Dallas. He went three of 12 against Indiana. He went four of seven people still very high on what the rookie is able to do for this team defensively. I know people are sharing some clips. I know you thought 
pretty highly, if I'm not mistaken, from what you said yesterday of what Brandon Miller was able to do on that end of the floor, Doug. It does seem like the shooting is going down a little bit. The three-point shot not falling as much. The last couple of games did not hit one over the weekend against Indiana nor against Dallas. Um, What do you think the main takeaway was from Brandon Miller and really his first start because Terry Rozier did not start. And because of that, it was Brandon Miller that played alongside LaMelo as soon as the ball was in the air. Well, let me just say this. I know that a lot of people watching or listening to this podcast right now are waiting for me to apologize for how high I've been (laughs) on Brandon Miller this season Yeah, uh, just because he had a stinker of a start. And I won't do it. I will not apologize for loving Brandon Miller and being high on Brandon Miller this entire season. I will never apologize for that. So that's my take. Thank you. This is the non-apology for the non-apology. Like we're three <laughs> non-apologies levels down at this point. This right? is a non-apology inception. It's a hundred percent inception <laughs> apology. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we're in a dream or if we're in reality, but we are in its inception apology. What did you make of Brandon Miller's first start, despite your non-apology, Doug? Uh, Again, I thought he did some good things on the defensive end. He had a tough assignment. I mean, he was at at different times guarding Luka Doncic and guarding Kyrie Irving. And the way they had that defense set up, it really required you to be on your toes at all times. It's not like he was constantly going 1v1 with Doncic and Kyrie. I mean, they had it set up so that there were a lot of double teams. And then coming off those double teams, even if he wasn't a part of those double teams, you know, he was part of the backside rotation. And for for two quarters, you know, through that first half, it, it was really good, and, and Brandon Miller was a big part of that. And so, yes, there were some struggles on the offensive end. You know, I, I, I just think that's gonna, going to be a thing for him this season. There are going to be stretches where he shoots really well and probably stretches where he struggles. I think he's honestly playing a little bit, even before the start, he's been playing a little bit outside of a role that I thought he would play. They, I think they've leaned on him more to score than I thought they would early in the season because – I think because LaMelo Ball is struggling to score, somebody's got to put the ball in the darn hoop. And Brandon Miller has generally been reliable for that. Uh, But in this game, he was really exclusively playing defense and taking shots. One rebound, one assist, one steal, and only seven points. And, of course, he gets whistled for that five-second call at the end of the game. I don't think that's all his fault. But at the end of the day, you're the guy with the ball in your hands. you got to get it out in five seconds. Yeah, and 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 Clifford trusting a rookie there, which Doug, you mentioned he's done in the past. So that kind of kind of you know flies in the face a little bit of of Clifford wanting to even play rookies, but he trusted him there. And I just think that big defensive assignment, uh, especially when he's starting against Dallas, says a lot about what they think of Brandon Miller and just the fact that he can guard both uh, Luca and Kyrie. Uh, you know, in stretches, says a lot about what he about his future and what kind of defensive player I think he can be. And that's going to take away some of your you know offensive ability i think when you're exerting so much energy on on the defensive end so i think doug's right he's going to have these little blips he's been awesome so far i mean there isn't a rookie out there even Wimby had a rough first night you know that's not going to have dips along the way so i wouldn't be too concerned about brandon miller the fact that you can slot him in play next to Lamelo, which like we thought was almost a pipe dream when we were talking about it in draft uh, or pre-draft talk that this is a possibility, but how awesome would that be if you had these two guys in the backcourt playing together? If they can kind of develop that, you know, if, if some good comes out of this um, Terry injury where he can get comfortable playing back there with him, I mean, that's going to be a big boost. But I still think you got to be really high on Brandon Miller. They aren't even really running, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they're there. It seems like he's getting his 
off of like second action or he's or or fast break when he has the ball. It doesn't feel like they're running a lot necessarily through him to me at least. So he's finding ways to impact the game, and he still took he still took two big threes. I, I think it was in the Dallas game. Did, couldn't get either one to go in, but he's not shying away. You know, he, he's not shying away from these big shots. With God, the Hornets need somebody like that too, and I think those are going to fall. We've seen them fall already. So I think uh, it's still it's still onward and upward for Brandon. Well, I think you ask how he's getting his. It looks like it's through the mid range, man. Especially mm-hmm. in the last couple of games, we saw that when his shot went begging quite a bit against Dallas. But if you go back, so I, I was looking at his shot chart per 36.com. And if you look at what he's been doing, especially in the mid range, and if you go to what he's done this entire season, he's shooting 40% now. That's actually up in the last couple of days after those two games from 28.6%, despite the worst shooting night of his NBA career, but the shots he did hit against Indiana and Dallas, it's because the three point shots not dropping. So then he gets into that mid range and then he started knocking that down. I also think we've talked about this because he's not great at getting to the rim right now. His free throw rates actually pretty decent. I, from what I saw on cleaning the glass, but we know that he's not the most physical player in the world. And Brandon Miller has combated that by stopping, let's say 10 feet out and just letting it fly there. His overall efficiency is down. His three-point shot's not working as much in the last couple of games. Small sample size, bad games going to affect that quite a bit. But I think what you're seeing right now is, okay, we're bogged down, or if we are going to allow Brandon Miller to handle the basketball, one, two dribbles inside off the three-point line, and then he's going to let it fly. His efficiency is 43, and his mid-range is 398 So that's where he's been really helping himself, at least, if the three-point shot isn't falling. And that was a big question because he didn't show it off in college. I was never too worried about that aspect of his game because that's just the way Nate Oates runs his system. Three free throws, pain-oriented. That's how it is. Very NBA-like in that regard. But we are seeing Brandon Miller go to it like he did in high school. He just skipped it for that one year that he was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that I saw anything that would make me believe, oh, well, Clifford's just going to keep him as the starter, uh, and I, I think he should no. be starting. I, I think let's, why are we delaying the inevitable in a season that I don't believe uh, really has much of an opportunity to make too many waves in the playoffs? But I think this team believes that because it's their job to believe that, and so. Clifford is going to go with the veteran until it doesn't make sense to go with the veteran anymore while still playing Brandon Miller's significant minutes and he's getting significant shots. He's taking 11 attempts per game. That's second among a rookies only to Victor Wembanyama. I mean, he's taking more than Chet Holmgren at this point. And so, you know, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to be, you know, part of winning and part of losing uh, for this team this season. So what's the concern with starting him at this point. I mean, I'm asking you to kind of think in Clifford's shoes, I guess, is just not wanting to take Hayward or Terry out of the starting lineup. It seems like Hayward is the natural one that would maybe go to the bench in that case. Obviously, anything you do to the starting unit is going to affect that second unit somewhat. But, I mean, Hayward's playing well right now, um, fading a little bit in the fourth quarter here lately. But, you know, it seems like that would kind of make fit. I mean, people are, are clamoring already right now for Brandon Miller to be in the starting lineup. And it's yeah. it's hard to argue against it with how how well he's played. And to your point, Doug, like, let's start this thing, right? He's a number two draft pick. Uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and see what we got here. And because he's not like 
Mark Williams, where I thought last season sending him to Greensboro was a good idea oh, and God, being patient man. with him was a good idea because he needed time. Brandon Miller's ready. Like, yeah. yeah, tough shooting night, but he's ready. And he would, I think, actually help you up top defensively more so than Terry Rozier. So I, I'm totally with you. I just think, you know, it. Clifford views this as we're trying to win. He has a lot of respect for Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward and feels like putting one of those guys on the bench would uh, take away what those guys give you ultimately and that's that's not worth the risk. And again, I I disagree with that, but I think that's that's where his head's at. Yeah. Uh, all right. We I got one more point on Brandon Miller starting that we can move on and talk about the very guy that he started for. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. The bullet line. I mean, the bullet point. I should say it's juicy. More scary without Terry. Uh-oh. People are asking questions, including us. And we'll get to that question in just a moment. But not before we talk about FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can score early this NFL season with America's number one sports book. Right now on FanDuel, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, even more than that, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. More Locked On Hornets ahead. One final thing on Brandon Miller and whether he should start right now or whether they should wait a little bit. To me, it does make sense just to wait. It is going to be inevitable. I do get that. It's not like Gordon Hayward's been so bad, though. So if you're, yeah. taking, Gord- so if you're taking Gordon Hayward out, that means you're taking still one of your better players and deciding, you know what? We're not going to give you as much time despite him averaging 17 points. If you look at what he's been doing from the three point line, he's shooting 43% on the season. He's shooting 48% from the field. We know about his defensive stats and how much they helped last year. So Terry Rozier would be the next guy. And man, how much have we talked about Terry just playing grown up basketball? If they're floating too much on the perimeter, then Terry has been the one to actually drive inside and hit a couple of circus shots, just tough offensive-minded shots, especially if LaMelo's shot wasn't rolling earlier in the season. Hopefully it is now. And then you're not going to put Brandon Miller at the four, and he's too small defensively at that point. So I'm cool with him playing 30 minutes a game still. Like it, It's not coming at the expense of him That's getting any thing. less time, which I'm yeah. fine with. If you look at who has the most minutes on this team, it's Terry at 36, PJ at 33, Gordon at 33, LaMelo at 32, and then Brandon's right there at 31, right? With with seconds, of course, interchangeable. So he's he's getting more minutes than even Mark Williams, and nobody else is even close after that. You're talking about a bunch of bench players. Brandon's getting a lot of time even still. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I, I, I worry a little bit about responsibility. I know he can handle it. I'll be I'll I'll be the one that's too hesitant. I'll be the one that's coddling Brandon Miller. That's fine. I'm okay with doing that for the second overall pick just to make sure we don't put a ton on his plate. Not yet. Even if we feel like he can handle it, let's just roll through this. And then maybe when we get to January, something like that, we, we do the whole, hey, Gordon, you need a minutes restriction. We want you fresh for a play-in wind-up. <laughs> I want to hear that sell. I want to hear that pitch. Yeah, uh, right. Well, well, it's and if it's inevitable, then I, I that 
are you doing it now or do you want to wait a little bit and just keep the good now. vibes now yeah okay well, i would well, like to do it to now your, to your point he's really the sixth starter i mean his minutes are starter minutes if you look at it, especially over the last two games yeah he started and he's been in close. closing lineups yeah exactly so he's 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 in there right he he is uh and let's let's also face facts terry's not gonna be the last guy that gets injured i mean i, I am looking at you gordon hayward just based on history <laughs> uh i hope i hope it's a season where you're healthy uh, all the way through but i mean at some point guys are going to get dinged up um and, and brandon miller is the sixth starter uh in my eyes and i think for for um for steve clifford too just based on minutes but that's the whole thing but walker you make a great point you make a great point that Terry is averaging 20 plus points a game and he's somebody right, let's that move they can on from there. I don't want to hear anything else that let's just stop and let's move on. I apologize. No, you make a great point. And Gordon Hayward, they're depending on him for a lot of offense at this point. Yeah. You saw it in the Indy game. You saw it in the Dallas game. I mean, you know, his two point package and PJ's two point package is saving the Charlotte Hornets right now. And, and I don't know how Steve Clifford benches one of those guys and then walks in the locker room and looks everybody else in the eye. It's not as if they have – if one of those guys was playing awful basketball, then yeah, I mean, they're w- and they were losing and they, they were 0-6 right now, then there would be absolutely a case for Clifford to go in and do that. I, you know, I, I, I understand, and yet I'm just, I'm just obsessed with the macro, which is that the Hornets, I think, are going to be in the same position as, as San Antonio, as Detroit – as all, as Washington, uh, the team they're playing twice this week, they're not going to make the play in. They're going to be a bad team. Let's just get Brandon Miller uh, assignments where he's guarding the one of the better wing players in the league night in and night out. I think that's going to help him accelerate his development more than anything else. It's understandable to also want the number two overall pick playing as much as possible. Um, the guy they started for, though, is Terry Rozier. And Doug, there's the bullet point, right? I told you how juicy it was when we started this show. Is the are the Hornets more scary without Terry? So I don't know. I, I guess did did you see this from the Mad Men that text you on your subtext all the time? Like, yeah. what has you asking this question with the Hornets losing to Dallas, one twenty four, one eighteen? The only absence we've seen from Terry this year. Yeah, they they lost, but I think in that first half without Terry Rozier. They it looked like some of the better offense and some of the better defense that they've played all season. Offensively, they were running a lot more sets. Um, the the movement looked a lot better, and then defensively, I mean, guys were just flying all around the floor. They were executing the double well on Luka Doncic, and so yeah, people were lighting me up on every Hornets box score on the chat there on subtext and saying, "Hey, what what's going on there? You know, Terry's out. Is should the Hornets explore?" Uh, this, so I thought I would throw it to you two guys and see what so I, I have thoughts, but I, I thought I would throw it to you two guys. So, David, what do you think? Well, I think Terry brings something to the table that the Hornets have needed for many years now, and they're getting it a little bit more here with I think Brandon Miller's injection, I think PJ Washington's toughness, but it's that kind of dog, it's that guy that you need in the final closing minutes. And, and that's been Terry for so long. I mean, Lamella's not the guy, he may never be that get the guy to do that. Um, and I think Terry brings that toughness in the backcourt. The the flip side, the downside is those Terry point guard minutes that really scare you. I mean, that's kind of, I think, where people are really digging in their heels and saying this is not something we want to see out there. But you, this team needs the scoring. This team still needs Terry to be out there and make some of these big shots. you know. And so I think they, they are going to miss him if he's out for an extended period of time. Uh, but it is, you know, it's always interesting when you take a key cog out of the rotation and things seemingly go well, because there's stuff that, you know, Terry is just 
not that great at. I mean, on the defensive end, uh, not going to be a stopper. Uh, at the point guard, not really somebody you can count on to keep the offense moving and flowing. And a bit of a ball stopper, right? But I think the upside for this team is just a little more um, important right now still for what they're trying to do. Uh, and, and and it'll be interesting to see if they get to that point, Doug, of, hey, we are what we are. All right, let's, let's face reality if they make any changes from that front. But I don't see it happening. If he's healthy, I think he's going to be out there just, you know, for toughness and for experience. Well, I mean, is, is this basically the should Brandon Miller start already conversation extended? Because no, this is with that. No, this is without Terry. As in, Terry is gone. He's he's been moved to another team. Are the Hornets scarier without Terry? Okay, so yeah, because if Terry was still on the team, then I'm like that. That would still be, I guess, with Brandon Miller starting. So mm-hmm. would they be better without him? That's tough for me to say. I mean, I guess without, I don't know what the return would be. If you're talking about draft picks for Terry Rozier, then Brandon Miller going into the uh, to that shooting guard role, that would help the Brandon Miller mm. conversation of him just starting already. Because if you look at cleaning the glass, he's really split his time at small forward and shooting guard so far. Mm. So if Terry Ro- Rozier has gone, then yes, all the Brandon Miller fans would be very happy because now he's playing alongside LaMelo. And I guess if you do view it from a macro, that's going to be your future backcourt. I, right. Terry Rogier, you brought up that point, Doug. It's Terry feels like this is his last go at it. That's why he did come back earlier this offseason. Go at it at least with this foundation of the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Hayward in a contract year. Terry being in every trade conversation at different trade checkpoints. Offseason, trade deadline, soon as season's over. He's been at the center of that along with Gordon Hayward so much. So, yeah, he's definitely not going to be here long term. I definitely, I guess, is strong, but we know who the starting backcourt is going to be or at least who the starting duo is going to be. Yeah, maybe it would make some sense. I think this year, if the goal is to go all out and get to the play in and if the return is trade is draft package, Mm -hmm. then I I don't want to sell them for less than, you know, 100 cents on the dollar or maybe even 70 Right. Like I I don't want to on the dollar talk, love a little sense on the dollar talk. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I I don't, you know, I don't want to take just zero value back in return. If the idea is to uh, get to the play in, because I, I want playoff experience with this team. And if Terry helps us get there, at least for this squad, I, I don't expect them to win a playoff series by any, Mm -hmm. by any stretch, but I do want to get there because I want LaMelo to have that. And I want yeah. Brandon Miller to have that right away. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. And if yeah. Terry helps us get that, then so be it. I'll, I'll, I'll not trade him for the 70, 75 cents on the dollar return that might come with it. Right. Listen, you guys said a lot of words. I really appreciate it. Uh, but the, I'll just clear it up for everyone. The Hornets are not scarier without Terry. Okay. Um, he, he is a guy, he's a bucket getter. He's one of the few guys on this team that I think uh, can be a knockdown three point shooter and get to the paint literally whenever he wants without having to be crafty, without having to draw contact. He can just get by his guy and this team has to get to the paint and, and either kick out or make something happen there to, to even be competent offensively and, and Terry is a guy that allows you to do that and so no now do I do I think Brandon Miller should be starting yes but do I think they're scarier without Terry absolutely not by the way uh, that Dallas team is bad defensively okay you need Terry most when you're playing teams that have good defense that he can cut through that he can knife through uh, this is a team that you know you can run set plays against and get shots for guys because they they're not looking they're looking to outscore you they're not looking uh, you know, to get tough defensively 
Uh, so, yes, the, the, the answer is pretty clear. The Hornets are not scarier without Terry. I think what people have been clamoring for is either Terry and or Gordon, right, to get traded for something. I mean, that's what the move that people are waiting to see happen, whether it's draft capital. And maybe that's just for some change of this team. <laughs> that's it, um, Huh? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you just hit the nail yeah. on the head. I don't even yeah. think it's about Terry Rozier at this point. I think there are a lot. I think most fans respect what Terry's done while he's been here in Charlotte. Yeah. I don't think it's about Gordon Hayward at this point. People are frustrated with the injuries, but they even I've seen a few comments be like, "Hey, I've hated on Gordon Hayward for a long time. Yeah. This guy's balling right now. Yeah. Their yeah. their eyes are open to like, man, if this guy would have stayed healthy, Look at I this. see what the Hornets were seeing. It just didn't work out. But David, you're hitting the nail on the head. People are tired. People are just desperate for some kind of change, for some kind of indication that we're moving in a future direction. Because the the Hornets, I think, have unsuccessfully tried to sell fans on this idea that they're going to make the play-in and the playoffs this season. I don't think folks are buying it. They see the depth. It's scarier without Terry. If you got, to, if you're telling me it's yeah, Bryce oh McGowan's God. and Ish Smith, I love Bryce, but I think Bryce and Ish both showed you against Dallas. That ain't it. That's not yeah. the answer right now. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's people a great point. It. I think we could have just cut this conversation back by about ten minutes. Maybe <laughs> people would have welcomed that. But just to say that they don't have the depth to lose any of these starter level players. I mean, that's the bottom line. Well, that and that's why I was asking. Wait, are we are we doing this in with a Brandon Miller? Should he be starting extension or? And if you trade him, it if it's only for draft capital, then. <laughs> The depth is non-existent. Like what right. the hell are you doing if it's only draft capital? Which look, there's going to be a real reason. If if somebody values Terry enough as a sixth man scorer that is contending and they're willing to give you a first round pick, man, look, I, I can't, I, I don't know if I can turn down a first round pick. Like I, I don't know I if don't I'm going to be able to do that, yeah. but they haven't been able to get that in the past. I, the NBA changes a lot, yeah, I, but they're not going to be scarier without them. No, you're right, just to, to answer the question definitively. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Yes, it's time now for Bet the Buzz, uh, and we're going to Bet the Buzz despite me losing. I haven't won yet, I don't think. I know. I don't know about Doug. I know, I know David. I'm over. I'm over. David yeah. is the only one via Rod, <laughs> via chat, uh, GPT. Uh, David is the only one to win. Thanks to Rod. Thanks to you said chat GPT is what it is. Yes. Uh, reminder, everyone. Walker is younger than us, okay. uh, but somehow <laughs> somehow technology has escaped him. I trust Rod over the robots. <laughs> I chat GP, whatever the hell I trust Rod. So big shout to Rod for giving David the win and the only win. It's going to be bet the buzz in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together. You guys listen to us, you and I, we talk together. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medication. You realize what that means. You can bring it on extended travel. You can bring it on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. I told you it was going to be personal. I meant that. I don't lie on this podcast. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace too, so you know it works. Quote, I'm thankful for this service. 
supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. That was what a verified customer had to say about Jace. If you were someone you love, would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med. Go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Or remember to use code, promo code, locked on for $20 off your purchase. Again, that's locked on for $20 off of your purchase. Uh, we'll go to Bet the Buzz. Last segment coming up next, Locked on Hornets. There's the background, the all-important game between the Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets coming up in just a couple of days. And uh, what are we doing here, Doug? Did you want to sing your jingle? We're going to bet the buzz, got to bet the buzz. The mic is yours, friend. Tell us what we're doing. Uh, yeah, if you haven't been paying attention, we've got a new game here called Bet the Buzz. It's pretty simple. We are betting on Hornets games with our friends at FanDuel, but we're doing so in an interesting way. I've got the Duffel of Doom here, and inside the Duffel of Doom, I'll, I'll, I'll shake it so you can hear it. Those are ping pong balls, and on the ping pong balls are a number or a word, and that number or word will indicate how each of us will bet the buzz. So if uh, you're ready, David, you will pick first this week. Uh, you are the only winner so far of Bet the Buzz. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Chad GPT yeah. and thanks, thanks to Rod, Rod and Chad GPT. So are you are you ready to bet the buzz? I'm I'm ready. To, totally ready. Oh, I've given it a good shake already. Rummage, 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 and. Oh my gosh, we finally pulled it. The most interesting of all of the balls. Oh, Let's no. see if I can get the camera shot up here. Uh, no, the camera right shot. I might have to work on the camera shot a little bit. It's not yeah. working. I'll just tell you, see if I can get it. I can actually switch over to my full shot <laughs> so I can show you this. If the camera will focus on it, that is the logo of La Francais. I had yeah. to look this up online. You have gotten the LaFrancais ball, and that means uh, that you are ball in. It means you have to bet all of your money on, <laughs> no other on, way to this, do it, baby. on this Hornets game. Are yes. you ready? Yes. All right, so let me get back what to the I screen share. <laughs> yeah, let me get back to the screen share here. So right now, I'll tell you the line. It's oh Charlotte Hornets. Plus four and a half. The Hornets are actually favored in this game, and they are. You have to go ball in. It no, and, and he doesn't get good. to choose what prop he wants either. He has to do the 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 spread of the game. You can choose whatever you want. Okay, I, that that changes things. I, I, that would also require some research for you to pull some stuff up or whatever. But I will say this: if I were to pull the LaFrance ball, yeah, this might be the game. I mean, the Wizards, I, I all I need are a couple of Jordan Poole walkaways after he thinks he made a basket with that thing <laughs> bouncing on out. All I need is a behind-the-back dribble, but, behind, but the back is facing the goal that he's trying to score on. All I need is a couple of those things, and I think you're in the money here, David. Now, let me I mean, ask both, you of these teams, both of these teams love to run, too. I know the over-under is at 240 and a half, so you're talking about 120 points apiece. <laughs> but, I mean, I would even consider that over because both of these teams are just – running their bleeps off this season and, and and we lock these in with a line right if, if we get a little movement I, I don't get the advantage of that or the disadvantage correct yeah no okay. we're gonna we're gonna bet the buzz today so you get this i would line. never ever 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 disrespect la francais by not taking the hornets so give me the hornets wow. giving the four and a half at uh, home. 
betting the whole cheese and you actually have more cheese than us at this point because you're the only one that has won wow this could be a huge i mean you're you're you could take an insurmountable lead maybe uh, unless one of us draws the the LF again, or an insurmountable deficit. If there's only if out. we could just let Lamella know that I drew the LaFrance ball, and somehow it's all in. Gosh, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a while before we. Well, I mean, there's only there's 36 total balls in here, so he had a one in 36 chance of pulling it. Thought it was going to um, be. A while. Can you check the first basket odds and make this thing real interesting with all of David's money? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Mark Williams at plus four eighty. He's been the guy. That's what I want. Mark Williams has been the guy. How many games has he scored first in? Because it has it, it. It feels like half of them. It's going to be a tough one for me to look up uh, in yeah. this segment, but um, I'll trust it's your good. gut. Okay, and I'll trust Vegas. Vegas knows. I mean, yeah, they've got Vegas Mark. Knows for sure, they've got Mark Williams, Lamelo Ball. P- I mean, they obviously think that the Hornets are going to score first because it's Mark Williams, Lamelo Ball, PJ Washington, Gordon Hayward, and then you get down to Jordan Poole at plus eight hundred. Now I don't know if that's off the backboard, down twenty, or if, that, that, <laughs> if that's first basket. I'm not sure. They know. Well, they like yeah. the odd. They like the, the the Hornets winning the tip for sure. <laughs> okay, David's all in, baby. I love it. it. On the Hornets winning, uh, they got to win not, by five. I feel like they have not been up by five points all year, but <laughs> this will be the, the game. That's wow. going to be the one. All right, so, I'm excited. It's so intense. All right, here we go. Walker, you yep. are going to be number 30. Oh, number 30. Do you know who wore number 30 for the Charlotte Hornets? A lot of, a lot of folks. But do you, can you give me a couple of names? I mean, Anyone? It's Dell, right? I mean, does Dell? Dell definitely won. It's not the one that's going to represent this ball. Dell okay. is definitely the one. Uh, who else is there that wore number thirty that I I can't think of anybody? Troy Daniels. Oh, this so is the do Troy- I have to bet on a West Coast team after midnight? Yeah. Something like that. What do I got? Uh, no, that's not quite what it is. This is the Troy Daniels miracle after midnight. So what this is, is you bet $5 on the Hornets if they are the underdog, which they are not in this game. Unfortunately, you are betting $1 on the Hornets because they are the favorites. So there you go. Okay. Hey, Doug, could you do me a favor and just go uh-huh. to player points real quick? I'm just rethinking this LaFrance. <laughs> <laughs> What's the mellow right. at? Yeah, so uh, player points right now. The only ones that they have are wizard. Well, to see, this is popular. I wonder. Here we go. If I tab over to player points. Okay. Uh, no, the only ones that they have lines mm. for right now for player points are Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, Denny. Well, Adia. that's plus ten. Keep going. I think if you keep scrolling down. Well, yeah, you could do ten okay. plus points on. Well, see, they've only got wizards odds. I don't know why. That's weird. Maybe I'll. I'll just keep kind of play around like with this. Maybe maybe more guys will open up. I'm not sure how FanDuel decides mm, right. which players are available, but right now I'm only seeing Wizards. I think the universe has spoken, honestly. I think they <laughs> we know what they want you to do. Let's do it. All right. So you're taking the Hornets. Final ball here. And I've got number two, $2 if you select the Hornets, $1 if you don't. So I will take that because I've got to catch up with David if he wins this bet. So I will select the Hornets and I will do it with a $2 bet. So there you so go. We're bet all the taking the, yeah, we're all taking the Hornets. And and w- despite me winning, I'm going to take it, you too, Doug. We're both going to take a massive fall here, and we're all pulling for the Hornets. We are, and and that hasn't yeah. really worked out for us in this game so far in Bet the Buzz. I think the only, the only ones that have even had a chance of hitting were ones that did not involve the Hornets winning. So um, hopefully this game doesn't turn into a giant jinx. Mm-hmm for the Charlotte Hornets, uh, but that's where we are with Bet the Buzz. 
Uh, so there you go. Uh, check out our fans at, uh, friends at FanDuel if you want uh, to bet the buzz against the Wizards. And this uh, first Wizards game is not the in-season tournament game, but the second game that's on Friday is the Hornets' first in-season tournament game. They are late to the party, which I think might benefit them because they've had some time uh, to let LaMelo kind of get his groove back just in time for this in-season tournament. I can't wait to see uh, the the courts. I mean, I've seen a couple of them. I, I like them. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I, I think they're bold. Yeah, they're, you know, you got to turn the brightness down on your TV sometimes, but you know, I think it's something interesting. <laughs> oh, I love them, dude. People are complaining about anything. It's 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 an in-season court turn, tournament court, whatever. It's fine. Everybody, chill out, relax. It's been fun. Did you see what the the Heat put on their court? The not the in-season tournament, Doug. Did you see what the Heat put on their court? I think it was last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I didn't. Court. I didn't. What 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 did they put on their court? It's like a paragraph of you know. Like heat culture type stuff. Yeah, because they just just ride with this heat culture thing. It's expanding on heat culture. But of course, the funny thing is it's 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 originally Nick's culture, which I guess it's of course it's it's like it's it's attributed to a quote that Pat Riley said when he was with the Knicks. Shout out to the No Dunks podcast for searching that one out. But you know, classic, classic heat culture. That that's heat culture. If you want heat culture, that's heat culture. So it's okay. like a bunch of comments, right? Like it's a bunch of comments of, you know, we're, we're grinding or whatever, or just like, the I know nastiest. that's Memphis, but nastiest, hardest working, blah, 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 <laughs> yada, blah, yada, blah, blah, blah. Hornets have owned the heat over the past couple of years. I don't Ta- want to most it. tax advantage team in the NBA. I think some perfect. Like that. Yeah. That well, would be so, so now good. it's got me thinking what if the Hornets tried to uh, jump on this trend, what do you think the Hornets, uh, Walker, you got any ideas? What do you think the Hornets would put down on their court? Um, we don't have any all-stars on this team. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Kupchak quote from back in the day. That's what uh, I think. That's a good one. You could go that. Uh, you could go, uh, we are aware of the reports and are in the yeah. process of gathering more information. Uh, they yeah. lead the league <laughs> in gathering, in the process of gathering more information. They are bottom five in the league and actually obtaining information. But yeah, you could <laughs> definitely throw that. I think that's Hornets culture at this point right now. <laughs> Those are, yeah, that's the bad one. You could definitely go down that route. Um, I'm sure, yeah, pe- people would want to do that as well. Uh, James Book Knight and Miles Bridges. Yeah, that would be bad. All right. We end on that note. Thank you, Doug. We appreciate it. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thank you, David Walker. You can find him on Twitter, clearly, right there in the handle. No longer any nickname. It's just a Twitter handle at David B. Walker. Also, make sure you go check out Doug Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. Listen to me, Walker Mail, every weekday on WFNZ from 12 to 3 p.m. We'll all be cheering for the Charlotte Hornets, of course, when they play the Wizards. David will take maybe an insurmountable lead. We're going to have to get the LaFrance ball in order to catch up with them. So we'll see what happens. We will, I guess, preview a little bit more. We got some rest that we're going through here before we take on the Wizards. So we'll continue to preview this game a little bit more on the other side. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.